lately I've been trying to be much more purposeful with the type of personal projects I do so that they're all aiming towards a certain thing, which for me is getting work within the music industry. So when I'm thinking about what new ideas I want to start on, I want to only start on ones that will help me out with that. So for example, that's why I started on my artwork for alternate singles project. Even though I've got a million side project ideas, you know, floating around in my brain, that's one I decided to go with because I know it'd be a useful step into that direction of where I want to end up. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Charlie. And my name's Femke, and this is episode 43, where in this episode we're going to talk a little bit about how we decide what to work on. So both side projects and probably a little bit more client focused as well in today's episode. We have done a previous episode on prioritization. So in that episode, we talk a lot about how to prioritize the work that we've sort of already agreed that we're going to take on. But in today's episode, we're sort of taking that step before that part. So we're going to be talking more about how do you actually decide what what work to do? You know, we've got so many opportunities that come our way these days and so many potential things that we could do that we're going to talk a little bit about how to best decide what kind of work to take on. So it should be a good one. Yeah, sounds good. I definitely have some stories to share for this, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, First great. though, how has your week been, Femme? Yeah, I've had a good week. I guess by the time this comes out, it will be after my conference talk at Reasons Ooh, 2 in I Brighton. I bet you did great. <laughs> like, this is, yeah, my future I hope prediction so. <laughs> is you killed it and you did awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, at the time of this recording, it's a week before that presentation, so... At the moment, I'm really preparing for that. So, you know, making sure that my conference talk is all lined up, my slides are there, etc. And of course, practicing a lot and also just getting the head of the side project work like I talked about last week. What about you? Well, I've been spending the week at the YouTube space in London, which has been really fun and exciting. Not something that I get to do every day, you know. So, so that's been cool. I've had a week of classes in learning about camera production and lighting, audio recording, and uh, getting to use the studios there as well to make something. So I filmed a video on the green screen. Uh, We had to do a production challenge where we stepped out of our comfort zone, which was really cool. Uh, Like It's really good to force yourself to do that. It scared me at first, but yeah, it it turned out to be really good. I filmed something on the green screen and I want to add some bits to it of motion typography and things before I launch that. But Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, maybe it'll, maybe that, that video will be out only in a couple of weeks' time, so there won't be too long to wait for it, but I want to get it right, you know. But yeah, it's been a good week. Busy, but awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. Do you feel like you've come away from that feeling like super inspired for the rest of the year? Totally. It's It's been really good. We learned a lot about uh, content planning as well, like our content strategies, what we should even be making videos about as well. And yeah, it really got me thinking about how I need to sort of take a step back and stop this train of just producing, producing, producing and actually think about what I'm making and why I'm making it and make sure that there's enough content there that will appeal to like different audiences that I have and, you know, different, different types of content. There's a lot of planning to do, basically. 
cool. I can't wait to see, you know, how, how that affects your channel for the rest of the year. It will be interesting. Yeah, me too. Actually, this YouTube next up, what I've just been talking about, is what sort of gave me the idea to talk about this in today's episode. If I can jump into that, is that all good with you, Fem? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so this is an opportunity that came my way, and, I, and it sounds like it's amazing, right? It sounds like it'll be a no-brainer to say yes to. You get a week of learning in the YouTube space London. You know, you get to have this attention from the platform that you produce on, which is incredibly rewarding and amazing that they offer that. I'm getting advice from a partner manager. We also got a voucher to spend on equipment as well. So that's all amazing. But also I had to think about this hard because I work full time. You know, I don't just have a week off that I can just suddenly take at the drop of a hat. So I had to decide if taking this opportunity would mean taking a week of unpaid leave from work. So that's a week of no salary for me, pretty much. You know, so that's uh, a money investment there that I'm making in taking this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I also, there's the time factor. I've got all my projects, as we've talked about before, I don't just have the spare time lying around. My time is always filled up. So when something new comes along, you have to set other things aside to be able to fit that new thing in. So to take on this opportunity, I have a client project that's ongoing at the moment uh, that I had to fit around it because I couldn't put that on hold. So it was meant for a very stressful and busy week. Uh, Yeah. And also my regular content production, you know, has to fit in there somehow. I did decide to give up on the, the album cover design this month to be able to fit this in. So that was like a sacrifice I made. But yeah, it definitely was a case of weighing up all these pros and cons, you know, on the pro side, it's an amazing opportunity I'm being offered and the equipment and I've been offered, you know, that I can buy with this voucher and the attention from YouTube itself is all great. But then also I've got to think about the time and money investment that I have to make myself in order to do this. So yeah, on the surface, I guess it seems like it'd be a no-brainer, but really I did have to think think hard about it, about if it should be worth my time. And obviously in the end, I decided that it was, but yeah, it was definitely a process. I'm interested to know, Fem, how do you make decisions like that? For me, it really was a case of weighing up the pros and cons and thinking about it in that those black and white terms. What about you? Is, is that similar to how you deal with things like that? Yeah, your story really got me thinking about that saying of, like nothing in life is free or there's no such thing as a free lunch totally because there's always an opportunity cost like in your case the opportunity cost was you know saying no to a week's worth of salary and also putting some of your own projects on hold like the album cover art so even though like this you know next up was a awesome opportunity and you know essentially it was free for you to go there was still that opportunity cost right of losing out on a week's salary. So there's always sacrifices that have to be made. And the tricky part is deciding, you know, whether that sacrifice is worth it. So like you say, you weigh the pros and cons. I mean, that feels like a really good and diplomatic way to do that. I think I also do that. I weigh the pros and cons. And then I also count like my feelings towards it. And and by that, I mean like, you know, how do I feel about it? Like, am I actually excited to do it? Is it something that interests me and is within my passion and gets me excited? Or am I just sort of blinded by the opportunity of it, if you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Your gut feeling can actually have a big impact on, on it as well. 
like my gut feeling was that I really wanted to do this. And then my rational brain came in and was like, but what about your job? You know, <laughs> what about your other things you have on? Yeah. And so that's when I had to think about those things. They sort of forced me to bring them into consideration. But luckily, the company that I work for was excited for me as well and was happy to allow me to have that week, week of unpaid leave. So I was able to go ahead and do it. But yeah, it's definitely not something I could do all the time, you know, so I'm, I'm lucky that I was able to take it on. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's also worth pacing yourself like it's a super exciting opportunity but if you did it all the time that sort of takes away the the uniqueness of that experience like for example I love going to conferences I find conferences really exciting and inspiring I I get to network with people and be inspired by different speakers and the amount of conferences that are on on this side of the world I could probably go once a week if I really wanted to know right (laughs) yeah but you know even though there's all those pros of going, it doesn't necessarily outweigh the cons. You know, sometimes the cons, even though there might only be two cons compared to five pros, the things you have on your cons list could, you know, hold more weight than the things on your pro list. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. That's the thing. I don't think it's about the number of pros versus the number of cons, but rather about the impact of those things. Like, for example, there could have been a bunch of cons. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of an example where there's been a lot of things saying that I shouldn't do this, but I did it anyway. Hmm. <laughs> there's been some things where, like, you know, if you look at it on paper, I can't think of an example, but if you look at it on paper, it seems like this is probably not a good idea. But then there's that one pro, like maybe it's the exposure you're going to get from it, or maybe it's just like the step you need to like break into something, you know, break yeah. into this industry. Perhaps this could be about uh, taking on pro bono work, for example, as a client project. Uh, but the client themselves is the pro. So you know that working with this client is going to be amazing for you and open up doors to other things. And yeah, it's it's exactly the type of work you want to get into doing. So even though the cons list is longer than the pros list, the weight of that pro outweighs it. That was terribly worded. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. And there must be some like economics word for that, but I just don't know what it is. But I think people will know what we mean. Yeah. So do you jump on every opportunity that comes your way? Is there ever ones that just flat out are no's to start with? Or do you do this pros and cons list thing for all of them? How, how does how does that work for you? Well, I mean, no, I definitely don't. And like we talked about recently about like freelancing websites and design competitions, you know, sometimes I get quote unquote opportunities, you know, to participate in these sort of design competitions And I, you know, respectfully decline those opportunities. But then there are other opportunities like this conference talk that I'm about to do or have done by the time you hear this. And, (laughs) you know, that's an opportunity that I do take on. So yes and no, like I don't take on everything, but there are certain ones that, you know, if they come by, I'll definitely take them up. I think there are definitely some that are flat out no's for me from, uh, that I can tell from the email. Like it's often... With my blog, I get a lot of emails from PR people at companies who are like inviting you to take part in this campaign to write about my top five, like whatever, things for summer. And they'll share the best ones on social media. And that's the only compensation you get. And to start with, I, you know, would engage with these people and find out what they were looking for, see if they wanted to sponsor something. 
But over time, I've learned that, no, they're not interested in that at all. All they want is some free promotion on your site. So it's just not even worth responding to them. So those are opportunities that I don't take up anymore. But uh, other ones, like most other opportunities that come my way or client work requests, for example, I will uh, have some back and forth with them and and see if it's something that could be suitable. Because I think it's good to... I think it's good to give things a chance and at least see because not everyone is good at coming across well over email, you know, or on in a first request. So have you ever said no to a client like just sort of straight off the bat after the first email from them? Or have you always kind of tried to uncover more about the project before making that decision? I have sometimes said no straight away when it's been like the sort of email where they say, hi, I need a website or, you know, something simple like that. And you can just tell that they're just emailing every graphic designer they find online. They're not specifically looking to work with me. It's just not worth my time to bother trying to educate them on the process and do the questionnaire and things. Yeah. Uh, But also because I'm not especially uh, looking to take on a whole lot of client work. So I'd much prefer, like, why would I bother wasting my time with this person when someone who is actually in the industry or whatever that I want to work for or, you know, work within comes along, like then I've just wasted all this time with this other person. So I suppose the industry the client is in definitely has a big uh, effect on whether I will take on that opportunity or not, or, you know, engage further and try and find out more about, about the opportunity to start with. Is it the same for you? Yeah. It, it also depends on sort of the scope of the project uh, and, also things like the deadline. Sometimes the deadlines are super close, like so close that I like literally wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, so things like that, like practical things come into play. And yeah, also like the brief, maybe they're asking for a specific type of work that, you know, is not really my style or my passion or what I really do. So I sort of politely decline those ones as well. Yeah, that makes sense. You have to be practical about it, right? What about for personal projects? There is, is there a similar thought process that goes through your mind for them? Because in that case, you're, the due date is up to you, you know, and, and a lot of the brief and everything is up, up to you, really. So how do you decide whether to take on a new personal project? Because we have ideas all the time, right? So how do you decide which ones you are going to act on? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think we've talked about this before, but like you, I have a someday list that is just full of ideas that I would love to do for personal projects. And, you know, occasionally I'll take one out of that list and tinker on it for a little while. And I guess the way that I choose which one I'm going to tinker on is probably a multitude of factors. Like maybe I just feel like working on that one at that time. Like, you know, maybe I'm just drawn to that one. Uh, Also, depending on how much work it's going to be and how much quote unquote free time I have not that I really have free free time but you know like for summer maybe I'll be like oh this is a good project to work on in summer because it's like a good three-month block thing or maybe I have some more sort of downtime in winter or whatever and then I'll take a smaller project at that point in time Uh, so that kind of comes into play and then also what's just generally kind of tugging at me like I have ideas all the time but I purposefully don't act on them instinctively because I like to kind of let them brew for a little while. Like I might have an idea and if I've like completely forgotten about it a month later, then I know it probably wasn't worth or or it, it was probably okay that I didn't pursue it. 
But if I'm still thinking about it a month later, then I'm like, okay, this idea actually really interests me and it's something that I'm still thinking about and obviously still would really like to do. So maybe that's one worth considering, you know, putting into motion. Yeah, I feel like gut feeling comes into it a lot more for personal projects, for me anyway. And lately I've been trying to be much more purposeful with the type of personal projects I do so that they're all aiming towards a certain thing, which for me is getting work within the music industry. So when I'm thinking about what new ideas I want to start on, I want to only start on ones that will help me out with that. So for example, that's why I started on my artwork for alternate singles project. Even though I've got a million side project ideas, you know, floating around in my brain, that's one I decided to go with because I know it'd be a useful step into that direction of where I want to end up. And it might, not, it might be that there's other ideas that perhaps I felt more passionate about or just like really wanted to work on at that time, but I decided to go for this one just because I know that in the long run it's going to be a more useful thing for me to be working on. That, that might sound a little bit clinical about it, but I don't know. I think that's, I think that's a good way to go because I think that means it's a better use of my time. Yeah, totally. I think that's super smart. And that is a good point, actually, and reminds me of an opportunity. Or I guess it, you could maybe consider it an opportunity, but it's a side project that I used to have and that I purposefully stopped doing. And for those listening who don't know, uh, I used to have a cooking blog. You did. And so each week I would do new recipes, etc. Like I was full on like, you know, as close to those sort of mummy cooking blogs as you could get without the mummy part. Uh, but uh, I sort of stopped doing those because I realized that while I really enjoy cooking and it's something that I really like to do, it's a way for me to wind down and relax at the end of the day. I realized that the purpose wasn't really there and at the time I really wanted to sort of shift my focus to being more, you know, design and freelancing and position myself that way and, you know, the cooking blog wasn't helping at all to do that. So that's something that I sort of purposefully decided wasn't worth spending my time on anymore and that it would be better having my time spent on things like the apartment blog or this podcast, for example. Totally. That must have been a hard decision to make, right? Because I know you really loved your cooking blog and put a lot of time and effort into it, especially the photography. You had amazing photography on that blog. And to be honest, I still use recipes from it to this day because you've still got it online and it's like a little archive, right? It's so, still there. Yeah. yeah and it, it was really hard to stop because I am such a commitment freak. You know, I really like to persevere on things and when I commit, like I really do commit. So it was very hard to let go of that and I think that's why it's still online because taking it down, I think it would be a bit sad for me. So I like that it's online and it's kind of this archive that, you know, people can still use if they really want to. But yeah, I did really have to make that decision of like, okay, where is my time and energy better spent and better focused and at the end of the day, it was not that. Time and energy are such valuable resources, even more so than money, I would say. That's definitely two of my main considerations when thinking about doing something is, is it worth the time and effort and energy that I'll put into it? I think another thing I also think about is like, what's the benefit going to be or what's the gain? And I think that's kind of different from purpose. Like purpose is about like why you want to do something and why it interests and excites you. But I also weigh up like, 
you know, what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of it? Is it worth it? How is this going to help me, you know, next time or going forward? Those kinds of things I think are also worth considering. Definitely. Because you, you also want to know what the end goal is, right? And is this something, if you're taking on this idea, are you then taking it on for life, you know, or like years to come? Or is it one thing that you can put an end to and like call it, like give it a closing point basically after you've completed it? Or is it an ongoing thing? Those sorts of things are important to think about as well because you need to know exactly how much time and energy you're committing to it and for how long. Yeah, that too. Sometimes, you know, like your your YouTube next up thing was probably a little bit easier to decide because it was, you know, consolidated. Like it was a one week thing that you put all, you know, you put 100% focus into. It's just a week. You give it your all and then it's, you know, kind of done and it's up to you to make the most of what you've learned. But some things like side projects don't necessarily have that end date like they're not this sort of consolidated piece of work they might be something ongoing like a blog or a youtube channel or maintaining an online store you know whatever it is so that requires a lot more long-term planning and thinking as to whether you're going to take that on because it's something that you're going to have to commit to over time yeah exactly there's all those factors to think about so the the time the effort the energy how long you're taking it on board for the money that you're going to make or they have to sink into it as well, also comes into it, not going to lie, that's definitely a factor. And also, if it's going to benefit you and your career, I would say, or, yeah, your direction. Should we bring in some tweets from our listeners? Yes. So we asked out on Twitter, when a new opportunity or side project or any kind of project comes your way, how do you evaluate whether it's worth putting your time and effort into? And Nani said... I try to evaluate the value of what the project might bring for myself or others, but mostly I discover in the thick of it. So it sounds like she tries to at least plan or foresee what she's going to get out of it and how that's going to bring more benefits to her, but also sometimes she just discovers it when she's in the middle of it instead. Yeah, that can sometimes happen for me, especially with side project ideas, is that I just get something that I need to work on. You know, it's just this overwhelming desire that you want to be working on this one thing. So I'll just dive in and start it and then think about, you know, the value and the benefits and if I should actually be doing it later. That that does sometimes happen. Sounds like that's what Nani's saying with the end of that tweet there. Yeah. Have you had a project where you started it anticipating that it would become a thing for lack of better words and then not persevere it because you discovered it wasn't worth it I can't think of an example of one but I'm sure that's happened like I get ideas all the time when I'm like oh I'm gonna make a wallpaper pack to give away on my blog and it's gonna have like these quotes designed in them and I feel all inspired but then I start and lose interest along the way you know just in doing it myself I don't know And so then I don't bother to finish it because it's not something that's going to have super high value to myself or to others, really. So I decide that it's not worth me keeping going. I had my fun in the starting of it and it was nice to feel passionate about it for that short amount of time. But yeah, then it doesn't continue. Have you had that as well? Uh, I think I have. I'm the same. I can't think of a particular example, but 
I definitely have had the feeling of getting an idea and then feeling like I have to work on it like right away. Like I want to start mm. right now because I get so excited about the idea and then, you know, realize like, oh, this isn't quite like working out as I pictured in my head or maybe this, maybe I realize that it's actually a lot more effort than I thought it was going to be or whatever. So I definitely have had that happen. And I don't think that's a bad thing, actually. I think that's a great way to just explore your idea and see if it sticks or not without committing yeah definitely I don't think you have to have this full pros and cons list and have all the value cost or whatever worked out before you can start on something we are creative people you know and sometimes we just need to dive in and like get messy playing with our I don't know pens pencils digital tools whatever we're whatever we're using sometimes you do just have to start to figure out what the project even is to begin with yeah Tree said something that I think relates a little bit more to the client work side of things and she said my main two questions that I ask are will this look good on my portfolio and are these the kind of people that I want to work with? Those are two really great questions to ask for evaluating client work. Yeah I think they they're two great questions that I've never really I never really ask myself the portfolio one actually because I I don't post every client work on my portfolio. I'm very selective about which client work I do post. So I guess I'm kind of okay with taking on client work that maybe is not portfolio worthy, but I can still get a good opportunity or experience along the way. But if you are someone that maybe maybe you do need to beef up your portfolio a little bit and are looking specifically for pieces of work that are portfolio worthy, then obviously that's a that's a really good question to ask yourself. Yeah, I think this is one I definitely ask myself for client work at the moment is that I'm specifically looking for work that can help me out to move towards this, you know, music entertainment industry type of design work I want to be doing. I've got plenty of other work in there, you know, covering a whole bunch of other industries, but that's the one I want to move towards. So I do specifically think about that for client work. Sounds like Tree does too, so that's good. I like what Sana said. She said, I usually want it to be at least two of these. Really fun, unique opportunity, will make a good video, or money. So it needs to have at least two of those things going for it for her to take an op- on an opportunity, which is a good like you know list of things to pick from, I think. Yeah, I think it's quite cool to have a little like criteria for yourself. Like I've never really thought of assessing opportunities that way, but it sounds like it would be a pretty good way to you know decide whether something's worth taking on or not yeah because not everything has to make you a ton of money or not everything has to be super like the funnest thing you've done in the world but as long as it does have you know two of those four things she listed then it will make for a good opportunity for her and yeah that's a really good way of thinking of it Matt said I usually look at how much value the product creates and how much I will learn so it's interesting he talks about value that the product will create rather than the value that he'll receive from doing the project and I guess the learning is the value that he'll receive from the project yeah true basically I think my criteria not that I have a list like Sana did or you know can explain it like Matt did but I always want to be thinking about what fulfills me we've talked a lot before about the things that we need to have a fulfilling you know life or side project life work life whatever And I need to be doing digital, I need to be doing something with my hands every now and then, and I need to be creating things and talking to people. So side projects have to fit and like fill one of those things, I think, for for me to be worth putting time and effort into. 
I don't think that I would suddenly go and decide that I was going to spend my side project time taking dance lessons, for example, even though I would really enjoy that because I did do dance lessons from the ages of, I don't know, like five to 17 or something, and it would be really fun, but that's not going to help me progress forward towards my goals, and I don't need that to feel fulfilled in life. So that one is one that I can let go as an example. Yeah, I think there's always things that you know, maybe you want to do, but probably aren't in your best interest to do. I mean, things like dance lessons, like, I mean, obviously that's not going to help you become a, you know, musician uh, or a music industry artist or designer. Uh, But if you did it in the weekend, maybe it would help towards your overall, you know, mental, spiritual health. True, true. Maybe I should go take up some dance lessons. (laughs) Can you think of any opportunities recently, Femme, that you've turned down that you could, you know, explain your thought process on? The only one that kind of springs to mind at the moment is a client project that I turned down recently. And the the main reason that I turned that down, unfortunately, I don't have like a criteria that I could list off like Sana does. But the, the main reason I turned it down was just because it was a bit out of scope for my area of expertise. And as a part-time designer, I didn't feel like, you know, while I could have achieved the brief, I didn't feel like I would be able to achieve it in the best way possible given the time constraints that I would have because the deadline was pretty close and I'd only be able to give part-time hours towards the project and I didn't really feel like that would be fair for the client. Like I felt like the project really deserved someone to be able to, you know, deep dive into it and spend their full time really focusing on the project and providing that value that the client needs. And so I didn't feel like it was fair both for me and for the client to take on that project just because of those constraints. Totally. That makes perfect sense. And that's a very like smart and reasonable thing to do. I bet some people would have taken it on, you know, seen the dollar signs or whatever and thought, oh, no, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Yeah, but they probably neither them nor the client would be happy with the end result. So it's. I mean, it was a it was a great brief. Like it would have been a really great experience, and it it would have been challenging both for Owen and I because it also required some quite intense dev work. So it would have pushed both of us outside our comfort zone a little bit, but in a good way. But we both were just like as part timers, and based on the short short deadline. You know, we didn't really feel like we were the best people for the job. So that's that's the main reason that we turned that one down. Yeah, that's smart. I think the same could be said for video ideas. I have sometimes where I, I have an idea to make something, but it's just going to take too much effort and time to put into it that I couldn't then meet my deadline. Even though it's one I've set for myself, it is pretty important for me to stick to my weekly uploads. So I haven't haven't gone with the idea because of that time constraint. Yeah, I mean, already weekly videos is such a huge commitment. Yeah. (laughs) What about, let's end on a positive note. How about an opportunity that you took on recently and like that you did evaluate the pros and cons of it and decided to go with? I feel like you're going to say your conference here and I want to, yeah, I want to know the reasons behind this because I know that there was some, you know, things to consider there. They wanted a longer talk, right, than you'd done before. So how did you work out that you should go for it? Yeah, I guess that is a good example. So, I mean, to put the conference talk, you know, give a bit of background to that is that, you know, it's in the UK, so I'd have to go to the UK. 
uh, and the conference is on a Monday to Friday. So that's, you know, during work time when I could be spending that time helping my team. Uh, and yeah, they require a 40 minute long talk. And the talk that I'd done previously in the year was 25 minutes, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, we sort of agreed that I would do the same talk. Uh, and now I just have to make it a bit longer and sort of extend it to that 40 minute window. So, I mean, there are a few things to consider. Uh, I think the pros and cons of this in this are pretty obvious. I mean, the reason that I did end up taking it was, well, first of all, like to challenge myself, you know, it's good. It's always, it's always a good challenge and, you know, putting myself out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm generally pretty good with public speaking, but that's not to say that it still scares me. Like, I'm I'm pretty good when I'm up on stage, but the beforehand of that, I'm pretty scared. Same. Uh, so, so it's a good way to you know just keep that momentum up and keep you know going out there and being on stage and sharing you know with other people what I've learnt and you know what my thoughts are on design, etc. And I mean that in itself is so rewarding, and it's really that rewarding feeling that makes it all worth it after my last uh, conference talk I remember coming off the stage and you know first of all you have this huge sense of relief and then I was kind of like okay it's done like it's over Uh, but it was anything but because what I hadn't expected is you know that people would come up to me for the rest of the day wanting to talk to me about what my talk was about and I like didn't even think that that would be a thing but it kind of makes sense that it is because that's what I do at conferences like if I really enjoy someone's talk I'll try and you know meet meet up with them or go up to them and be like loved your talk uh, so that was super rewarding for the rest of the day and you know I'd, I'd love to have those feelings again and share back with the design community. That's awesome I'm glad you've taken it on I think you're gonna do great like I said at the start and maybe you can tell us about it in the next episode. Yeah, I guess I will be able to. Scary. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode, person listening, and hearing our thought process, what goes on in our heads when deciding whether or not to take on an opportunity and deciding what we're going to spend our time doing. We definitely want to hear from you and hear about how you make decisions about opportunities like this or even just about personal project ideas you have. So please feel free to reach out on Twitter. We are at DesignLifeFM and we'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on our website, which is designlife.fm. You'll see all the past episodes and you can also sign up for our newsletter there. You'll get a weekly email letting you know when there's a new episode available. And yes, please do participate on Twitter. If you've been enjoying hearing the tweets that we read out, we'd love for you to also be a part of the conversation on there. Good chat, fam. I'll see you next week. Bye.